0: In Talbot County. 1460 WKHZ plays the KHZ Network.
1: ones to be healthy and well naturally and the one thing that i love about health is that you are made to be well you are made to function at a high level of health and vitality so that you could be the best you ever and in today's world we come upon more stresses than the body's ability to adapt and i've got to say i am so excited to be back i've been gone for a little over two months and i have had the most beautiful baby girl Uh, i'm so incredibly thrilled and what an absolute blessing because I've got to say when you step away for something for a bit of time you have either two options you either move forward or you don't and I've got to say I'm so grateful I'm so excited and I'm absolutely thrilled to be back on air and the one thing that's been going through my mind over the last few weeks is you know well what am I gonna say how am I gonna empower you so that you can be healthy and well naturally and one of the things that really hits me is What's been happening in my life? Because many times you've got to begin to see that when people step up and they speak from the heart and they know what they're talking about, it's part of of true life, of their actual original story, of what's happened with them. And the thing that's interesting with many people may or may not know, but most people when they're on the radio, they use scripts. They have notes that they're jotting down. For me, it'll be almost five years in October that I'll be live on the radio, and I absolutely love every second of it. And I don't use scripts. I don't use notes. Everything comes from me. So, what I say literally comes from my mind, my education, and also finding the most amazing doctors and wellness professionals throughout the world on how you can be healthy and well naturally. And so, naturally, I step back and say to myself, you know, my first child that I had, she just turned four and she's cute as can be. I did everything naturally, uh, I had a midwife. Uh, My labor was three hours, and I pushed for 20 minutes, no medications, no drugs, and I have a beautiful, happy, healthy baby, and uh, it was such a blessing, and that's the way it's supposed to work, right, and my second child, everything was different, And, and this is what I mean by that, I was so incredibly sick the whole pregnancy, Uh, And I mean absolutely sick. And towards the end, what I didn't realize was that I was literally going downhill. And for many of you that actually know me personally, you know that uh, I had a hard time doing much of anything. I've got to say, there are moments in life where you realize you're on the right path or you realize that you're on the wrong path. And it's really interesting when I think back. You know, I went with a midwife originally, and that's how I think. I think that birth's a natural process, that we as women were made to have children, uh, and, and that's how our bodies were intended to function and work. And there's no emergency about that. That's just how the body's supposed to do its thing. And I went to the midwife that I originally went to with my first child, and the relationship wasn't working out. I was not happy with how they were treating me um, and uh, I left and you know when you have a relationship with a provider no matter who they are if that relationship ends you can't help but say I just don't feel good about all of this I then went to another midwife um, and she said you know you have high blood pressure I can't take you and I stepped away saying but high blood pressure. Come on. I don't have high blood pressure. I thought, God, you know what? I had high blood pressure when I'd go to see the doctor because I, I get, I get totally nervous, but when I'd go home, my blood pressure was normal. And the thing that's interesting that I like with many people and, you know, being in practice with my husband for 18 years, uh, it really hits me that this is what happens with most people. They, they, they don't want to believe it. They don't want to hear what's really happening. They go through what I call a roller coaster ride, and this roller coaster ride is, you know, this is really going on, but God, it can't be. There's somehow I can fix it, and doing everything naturally for 18 years. Of course, I said to myself, you know, I'm just getting, I'm just getting stressed going to the doctors. I can handle this naturally. I did everything I could everything I could to do things naturally and my blood pressure was continuing to stay high and one of our patients a longtime patient of ours uh, who has had uh, six children she's absolutely amazing I sent her a message I said hey you know who should I see you know I I I need an OB this midwife thing isn't working out for me and she gave me a name and I will tell you that I will be forever grateful to this doctor. Uh, it's Dr. Ratani, and she's with St. Joseph's Hospital. And she's one of these women. She's a single practitioner for over 30-some years. And I got to tell you, when you meet her, her, her whole personality is, I'm in charge. And if you know me, I'm quite a driver, and I'm in charge too. And sometimes when you have those personalities, they don't mix. But Dr. Ratani looked me in the eye at the end of my visit and she said, you will not regret going with me and choosing me as your doctor. And you know, I guess I went home and told my mom that. And I go through this journey of showing up to the appointments and my blood pressure's high. Well, we take it back about two months ago and within a week I gained a little over nine pounds of fluid. My blood pressure was 215 over 115. And Dr. Ruttani looked me in the eye and said, you are going to the hospital. And, uh, you know, I got to say, I broke down. I cried. I couldn't believe this was happening to me. How come me? Right? You know? Uh, And, you know, you're in somewhat of a disbelief. Like now, because I'm 30 weeks along. Like, you know, the baby still has till september to be born like this doesn't make sense and i've got to say you know walking into that hospital was literally a little scary but one of the best things that ever happened to me and my family and you have to begin to realize that when you're in a moment where things are the 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 path of between life and death you Um, are grateful and thankful when you're in the hands of of doctors that know their stuff. Um, I had my regular OB, who was Dr. Ratani, and I had three high-risk OBs uh, on my case, too. Um, You know, they they put me in a room. I kissed my little uh, four-year-old goodbye, told her I loved her, and um, they had me lay in that hospital bed for, gosh, I want to say maybe three days before I was able to have my little girl. And through those moments, there's so many emotions and things that you go through and you think of. And, uh, and you know, one of the things that hit me big time is you've got to be grateful and thankful for what you do have. You know, we all rush around and believe me, I've done the same thing. We all rush around and we're all saying to ourselves, I've got to accomplish this. I've got to do that. Oh my God, I have to be here at four o'clock and you speed along on the highway or you're, you're on your cell phone as you're driving. And one of the beauties of all of this is that we miss life. We miss the people that are in our lives. We miss what's really happening in the moment. And I've got to tell you that through this process, that one of the things that I realized and through this time frame, I did a lot of meditating. I did a lot of, um, you know, learning to be peaceful and to just meditate and think and one of the things that hit me was i kept playing my meditation cds over and over again and i've got to say two recommendations headspace is a great app that you can tune into and i really look forward to and hope that i can interview um, the founder of headspace because i gotta tell you he's amazing and he can really empower you to be healthy and well naturally um, and i'm gonna do everything i can to have him on my show but i listened to him And these are easy 10-minute meditations of really just focusing in. One of the things I've learned from Headspace is many times we want to not only get involved with, with what's happening in our lives, but what's happening in everyone else's life. And they liken it to if you're wanting to cross the road. And you see all these cars, and they're going back and forth. And many times we want to step in the middle of the road, and we want to try to help out That other person or we want to change the tire or we want to do this we want to do that but we're getting out of alignment with who we are and we're not supposed to be in that lane anyway so step back and really focus on what's happening in your life right now many of the things that I've learned is that we are not present in the now we're always thinking about what's going to happen in the future what's happening in 10 minutes what's going to happen in three days And one of the things I realized laying in that hospital bed was the only thing that I was in control of was my breath, was literally being present and focused on right now. And when you're laying in a hospital bed for three days and you're back and forth with, you know, they were concerned that I wasn't even going to make it and what's going to happen to my child. You can't help but step back and realize what you're grateful and thankful for. Um, And to be able to have a radio show. How many people have a radio show? I mean, this is a huge blessing, a huge opportunity. You know, how many people have a wonderful husband? Um, Great family. Um, My producer, Libby, she's an absolute blessing. You know, to be able to um, go through what I had to go through and for her to be um, so grateful and peaceful and nice and thankful about it, it made my mind at ease as well. But they came in to the hospital room and another doctor introduced himself and also I've got to say within the first hour of putting me in that room um, one of the head doctors from the NICU came in and I gotta say as a mom and as a pregnant woman one of the things that you don't think of at least I didn't when you're looking for an OB is do you have a NICU and is that NICU great (laughs) and uh, And I've got to say that when she walked into that room that first hour and introduced herself, Dr. Bennett, uh, she's absolutely, I mean, talk about you want to have the best on your side and on your team. She's so peaceful. And she sat there and talked to me in a chair. And it it was almost like, you know, this was such a peaceful moment for her. She was absolutely amazing. Dr. Bennett is such a rock star. She's so smart and intelligent. What I didn't realize was, from what I understand, they were meeting on me about every hour to figure out what we're going to do next, and they were waiting for my little one. Um, So three days go by, and they finally, um, we do a C-section. And I've got to say this, and I mean this with a lot of love, you know, I I hear all these women saying, oh, I had a C-section. I went to the hairdressers and the lady at the front desk asked me while i was pregnant oh are you gonna have a c and i gotta say it's like you know we're going to a spa or something we're not going to a spa this is not a peaceful moment and as i'm going through the c-section i'm thinking to myself what's happening with these women you know i've had this perception of that this is this is going to be fabulous it's going to be so quick and easy and i've got to say I'm grateful and thankful that I was in fabulous hands, but it's not quick and easy, and you've got to realize that all processes in health take time, and I'm very fortunate that I had the doctors that I had. I ended up having the best um, anesthesiologist. I had said to the one doctor that was coming in to take care of me, I said, hey, you know, My husband's a neurostructural chiropractor. Uh, We've been in business for 18 years. I know how vitally important the spine is. I'm a little freaked out about you putting a needle in my spine. Uh, So I want to make sure that everything's going to go well. And sometime later, here comes the head of St. Joseph's Hospital. And the doctor said, this is the head guy. He does everything. Uh, He's in charge of the anesthesiology. He's in charge of doing the C-sections, in charge of everyone here. He's going to do yours. And I thought, wow, what a blessing. One of the things as well is it's so important, the people that you have around you, Uh, vitally important. And I've got to say, most of the nurses there were absolutely fabulous. Uh, Quite a few stand out. One would be Lori. Uh, Lori was went above and beyond she was so amazing she took such great care of me she even gave me a bath in bed I mean you know you don't realize when you're laying there that uh, that hey we all need to be clean and she actually asked to keep coming back to take care of me and I remember asking her time and time again many of the nurses I kept saying I have a four-year-old like I have to live you know you've got to make sure that I live and it wasn't until probably the tenth time i asked them that i really wasn't getting a response uh... they weren't giving me i call it the green light the yes everything's going to be fine it's going to be okay there's going to be no worries uh... and being in practice as long as i've been in practice i realized oh my god you know what this is not good Uh, i didn't realize it but my kidneys were starting to fail uh... all sorts of issues were going on And so they do the C-section, and they, they take out my little girl. And one of the things that always hits you is, oh, my God, what does she look like? Is she healthy? Is everything okay? And they took quite a bit, and they did all their stuff. They brought her over to me and, and brought her little head to my head. And I tell you what a moment that I'll remember forever. Uh, she's beautiful and she's gorgeous and perfect little face. And she looks like my, my, my other little girl. Um, and, uh, and she was two pounds, five ounces. And, you know, I wasn't scared. I wasn't in this moment where you're like, oh my God, I knew that God had everything under control. I knew that everything was in his hands, and I had to be really at peace with that. And that's one of the things that I step back with even today, and I will when I'm 90 years old, uh, that God is in control. Whether we want to believe it or not, whether we want to, you know, believe that there's such a thing, um, he is in control. And I tell you, he shows it every day. We have to just simply open our eyes and be there and look for it. But so my little girl gets whisked off to the NICU. Thank God they have a NICU. Uh, And I've gotta say from what I've learned, they have one of the best NICUs in the state of Maryland. Um, And I was in bed. I was there for about a week. And one of the things they also don't tell you for, in my case at least, because I was so sick, was that I wasn't able to walk. Uh, I was in bed for so long. Um, I had to relearn how to stand, how to walk, Um, I've got to tell you, that was really difficult, but thank God for my husband. Um, He really, really took great care of me, and he also, you know, ran our practice and did everything else. You know, he's just a superstar in my mind. You can't go down to the NICU as a mom until you can walk, um, or I'm sorry, until you can actually stand uh, without passing out. And if you have to go through the whole thing of learning to rewalk walk again, you'll learn that standing is like a pretty big deal. <laughs> and uh, to not feel like you're gonna fall over is another really big deal. But I think it was about five days in, I got to go down and see my little girl. Um, she was in the, the incubator. And I will never forget her main nurse, who I absolutely love. Um and she was an absolute blessing. I remember one of the um uh x ray texts taking a picture of my little girl's chest and the nurse uh said, What are you doing? You're you're too long. You're too long. And she goes, uh, uh well, I'm almost done. And the nurse, oh my god, I mean, she was like she was on top of her. She goes, You are too long. You know these babies cannot have their doors open that long. And then she gave her another 30 seconds and she goes, okay, I've had enough. Now get out, get away, get away from her. The ner- that other x-ray tech left the door open to the little baby's incubator and she came over. Oh my gosh. I mean, she was infuriated. She did what she needed to do. Make sure the temperature was right. Close the door. Uh, and I've got to say, you know, as a mom, for me, I don't leave my kids with anyone. You know, uh, my mom can watch my little girl at my house. Uh, My mother-in-law. That's the extent. No one else watches my child. When you have to leave your child in a NICU in the hands of everybody else, you want to know that you have another mama bear there standing up for what's right for your child. And, you know, you walk away every single day praying. Praying. Thank God, you know, thank you for all the blessings in my life. Thank you for my daughter being strong. And I would go in there into the NICU and I finally could walk and see her. The first time I got to see her, I don't know, maybe I could stand for a minute and then I like had to get back in the wheelchair. The second time, I think it was even less time than that. Uh, the third time, my mother-in-law's funny. She's from the South. And when you go in the NICU, you got to wash your hands for two minutes uh straight and I you know, I could barely stand to even wash my hands for two minutes. But my mother in law, she's fussing about, Oh my God, you gotta wash your hands. I mean this is so hard. And then you have to put a gown on top. And oh my God, those gowns look very lightweight, but they are like winter jackets. And I felt like, oh it was it was I was so hot in those things. I finally go through all that. I make it to where my little girl is. I wanted to see her so bad and I think I was about to pass out. The nurse looked at me. She said, do you want water? Do you want a cold towel? And my mother-in-law, all she was concerned about was you got to tie the bow in the back of the jacket because if you don't tie the bow, it doesn't look right. And I'm going, oh my God, someone give me a wheelchair. So, you know, when moms are going through this, you don't realize what's happening. Everybody thinks that everything's fabulous. uh, You know, everything's moving forward nicely. And I've got to say that I look back and everything was moving forward nicely. It's just that when you're so incredibly sick, uh, you know, being well can't happen fast enough. And my little girl was in the NICU for a little over two months. Um, Thank God she's home. And I used to go in there and I would pray every single time that I got to hold her. Um, I would pray for God to make her strong. Thank you for making her strong. Thank you for making her thrive, you know? And I know being in practice this long that the body was made to heal. It was made to be well. It was made for every single organ, tissue, and cell in the body to function at a high level of health and vitality and for healing to abound. And I kept praying that to her. I kept telling her that over and over again. And Dr. Mike, who is one of uh, the main doctors there, He said to me, one of the last days, he said to me, you know, your little girl gave me a run for my money the first two days. But then after that, you know, she just kept getting well. And I've got to say that I know that that's when I started to really focus on her being strong. When I was laying in that hospital bed and I couldn't get up and there was nothing else that I could do. I focused on my little girl being strong. And one of the main nurses that took care of her that I absolutely love, one of the things she said to me at the end was, man, I tell you, the first few days were really rough, but she is so strong. She's one of the strongest babies I've ever seen that has come out of this NICU. And she just kept getting better and better. And I have to say that with full faith that I know it's because God was looking after us. God made the perfect body. He did. He made every single organ, tissue, and cell to function. He made our hearts to beat on their own, our body to breathe without thinking about it. And so why wouldn't you thrive? And that's the one thing about health, is that no matter how down and out you are, that if you apply the right things to your body, your body is going to heal. It's going to grow. It's going to thrive. No matter what you think, say, or do, your body is going to continue to move forward. And. I have to say that with a lot of excitement and love, you know, to be able to have my little girl at home and to be able to hold her and to feed her and love her and take great care of her. God, what a blessing. She's now five pounds. My husband weighed her as I was walking out the door. I think he said five pounds, five ounces. Uh, That's big deal. That's a big deal. You know, you come into this world and you're, you're two pounds, five ounces. And now two months or so later, you're, you know, five pounds, five ounces. It's a big deal. Um, I uh, breastfeed, and that's so important. Uh, the, the nurse kept saying to me, that's magic medicine. You know, and I've never heard that before. You know, I know how vitally important breast milk is, but she kept saying, make sure that you bring in that breast milk. It's magic medicine. And I thought, wow, that's it's interesting turn on that. I never thought about it. But my little girl, who's four years old, I tell you, I will never forget how she was so patient. And she wanted to see her little girl. Now, when you're in the NICU, um, I think five years old or under, you're not allowed to go in. I could be wrong with that age. Uh, But my little girl wasn't allowed to see her sister. So, you know, we come home. We have uh, no baby because the baby's in the NICU and I'm being rolled out of the hospital uh, by this sweet young lady and she asks me how my baby is and I immediately started crying because as we're rolling out you see all the flowers and the balloons and it's a girl and everyone's going oh congratulations that's wonderful but then the baby's in the NICU so I go home and uh, you know I've got to say she did an amazing job absolutely amazing job when she finally got to see her uh the anticipation the excitement her eyes smile i mean everything it was it was like the best christmas day you'd ever want to have in your life and i remember seeing her face the nicu has a glass door and uh and she stood there in such anticipation and happiness and we came out and she saw her little sister and i mean it was the best moment of all of our lives um so i've got to say you know thank you to everyone thank you to saint joseph's thank you to all the doctors and nurses uh you guys went above and beyond um there is an absolute absolute reason why we have the best emergency care um in the whole entire united states from what i understand you know we have johns hopkins we have university of Maryland. And St. Joseph's, man, they're rock stars. They took such great care of us, I can't even begin to tell you. But at the end of the day, you want to start to think back, how, how can I be well? What does this whole process really mean to me? And I've got to say, you know, my blood pressure is normal now. It's like 117 over 80. Um, and now it's, it's time for healing. You know, I have another, uh, I think a week, week and a half. I meet um, my surgeon again and he'll let me know if, you know, if I'm good to go. I'm pretty sure I will be. Uh, I can actually walk normally now. If you saw me a few weeks ago, I looked like an old lady. Actually, you know, when I was in the hospital towards the end, Uh, Of getting my little girl, an old lady who was probably 80 or 90, she beat me to the elevators. And I was like, wow, this is like, this is awful. But, you know, I can walk normally now. I can do all these things. And it reminds you how vital life is. It reminds you how important your health is. How many of us take our health for granted? How many of us reach for the cheesesteak or the diet soda or you know, there are all these programs now that are out there and everyone that, uh, is into wellness because it's such a big industry now, you know, they're wanting to sell you all their shakes and their products and their oils and all this stuff, which is fabulous. It means that they're starting to get on the wellness train, but I've been on this path my whole life and I've definitely been in practice with my husband for 18 years. You know, I know what I'm talking about and I've got to say that, be present, be grateful and thankful for what you do have. Make a plan, decide what you do want. And I'm gonna say, I'm gonna be getting into the best shape that I've ever been in my life. I'm gonna be not only exercising, lifting weights, um, meditation, yoga, uh, once I'm actually able to move my body in the manner that you can do yoga. Um, I'm gonna be um, completely watching my food, eating paleo. Um, Over these last few months, I have not been eating paleo. You know, I've had all sorts of stuff, and it's tasted fabulous. But I'm going back to the way that uh, the body was intended to eat. Believe me, you are in control of your health. You're in control of you either being healthy and well naturally, or you're in control of you being sick and ill and heading down a different path. And I've got to say that from all that I've learned Uh, I am definitely going to not only take my health back, uh, empower myself, become the healthiest that I could possibly be. I will be keeping you abreast of not only how fit I'm going to be, the plan that I'm going to follow, how it's going to work, and you'll begin to see that how this you know, mom that went through all this stuff for the last uh, two months and then also sick as a dog through pregnancy, how I can jump back and get my body back to being absolutely amazing because I've got to tell you, in no matter what state you're in, your body was made to be perfect. And you always have to begin to see and believe that I'm always grateful and thankful for my opportunities. I look forward to the future, but I realize that God's in control. I hand it over to him and I get to decide where my future goes, and I'm going to make a plan, and I'm going to follow it. I'm going to have discipline. Discipline's huge. And at the end of the day, I am always going to be grateful and thankful to have such wonderful family and friends um, that supported us through this time, Um, uh, to be so fortunate to have the most amazing doctors around us and nurses, and that I'm so incredibly blessed that I have two daughters that are happy, healthy, and well. I couldn't ask for more. And you're listening to me live every Saturday from 8.30 till 9 in the morning on WAMD 970 AM. WYRE 810, WKHZ 1460. And you can watch me live on the KHZ TV network where I interview the most amazing doctors and wellness celebrities on how you can be healthy and well naturally. And remember, you're the one that's always in control of your health. Take control today and always remember that you were made to be amazing. Take care and thank you for listening.
0: KHZTV.com. Hey!
1: WKHZTV.com plays on WAMD Aberdeen, WKHZ Easton, and WYRE Annapolis, Baltimore.
2: 70 WAMD Aberdeen and this is the Harford Edge keeping you on the cutting edge of what's new in Harford County and beyond. I am co-host Mary Hassler, Chief Executive Officer of the Harford County Public Library and I am really quite amazing and talented and beautiful and perhaps my greatest attribute is my humility. Thank you Bob for writing that lovely script. <laughs> And that is our wonderful, talented, amazing Bob Mumby.
0: I wrote that also.
2: <laughs> Hello, Bob. How are you today? Good morning. So, how was your morning?
0: Very, very good. Um, I have a favorite site. One of my favorite sites in the
2: world. Uh-oh.
0: Is a bus load with a flock of... A bus corner <laughs> with a flock of first and seven grader, second graders with their backpacks, waiting for the bus on the first day of school. Uh, the combination looks of trepidation, excitement, fear. Um, you could tell the moms and dads that are really just putting them on the bus for the first time. Uh, it's I love it. I love it.
2: I agree. They're so cute, the little ones. And oh. One of the local moms was texting me last night. We were talking about uh, planning a party of some type, and she was texting me because her youngest is going off to kindergarten. And it just seems like yesterday that her youngest was born, and she was like, oh, my. I said, well, those same feelings will come back when they go to learn how to drive, and they drive off for the first time without mom and dad being in the car, and then again when they go off to college, but it has a happy ending.
0: Yes, yes. But they, um,
2: they are so cute, and I love. I love. The, wonder what the new characters are this year. Wonder what the cool hip backpack is.
0: I don't know, but so, this little girl—I swear she had forty pounds in her backpack. Uh, uh, I don't know how she was doing. She's got to, you know know—it's gonna—it's it, see, that's go, that's good physical exercise, well, I hope, think.
2: <laughs> hopefully, she doesn't fall on her back. She won't be able to get up. You know the turtle effect. Yes, so, like the,
0: the the little kid in the um. If you've never seen it on YouTube, there's a kid in a SpongeBob SquarePants outfit box outfit and he falls down
2: and can't get he up. He can't get up. Aww, so, so
0: naturally sad. his dad films him for like a minute before he helps him up.
2: So what well, what lunchbox did you take or which one did you desire when you were a kid?
0: I did not have school lunch. Oh. I went to school in this city. Mhm. In New Jersey.
2: Mhm. Jersey boy, got it Parochial
0: Catholic schools Mm -hmm. Each parish was a neighborhood Mm -hmm. And they were all walking distance And there was no cafeteria
2: So you went home for lunch We went home for lunch Wow Well, I went to parochial school also in elementary We were not allowed to have lunch boxes We could only have the brown bags But I always coveted a Partridge Family lunch box That would have been super Ah, cool and awesome
0: Yeah, Susan Day
2: Susan, no, 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 David Cassidy Susan Day David Cassidy And
0: we all agreed that um, Danny Bonaduce was annoying. (laughs) Yes, he was. I have another observation from my way in. Tell us. Um, I know you will. (laughs) uh, There's more and more dads at the bus stop hanging with the moms in the yoga pants. And I don't think it's just because there's more stay-at-home dads i just think they want to hang with the moms in the yoga pants
2: i think they do too and i like that it was really big when my kids went off to school that somebody had that ginormous camcorder so i assume they're still filming every step the outfit the pose in front of the same growth chart every morning when you get up for school, so I assume that hasn't changed, but I like seeing the dads, too, and I assume our school superintendent will be riding the buses today, and yes, our county as executive. As
0: our boy, my, mm-hmm. my wife was looking for saddle shoes last night.
2: So cute. Of course, Barry's
0: dressing up as a school, uh, a school boy. As a school I, boy, I don't know what he's going to do. Adorable. Probably like the lead singer of ACDC with the little Aww, shorts on.
2: I can't wait to see the photos, and I actually have my old cheerleading saddle shoes from the 1970s in the basement yes
1: (laughs) one
0: more observation from the buses Mm -hmm. we have time today because it's a fairly late news day
2: and it's a fun day too back to school day is always always fun
0: um the other thing i realized with the buses what huge responsibility it is for our school system and these bus drivers to get thirty-eight thousand kids from their home to school and back every day. It's taken very lightly and sometimes somebody makes a mistake or whatever, but you know, it's one of those things that, well, you know how it is uh, managing a, a, in a large organization and it's just, some people just think it's getting out the day's laundry and is a, is a layup, but it can't be easy and I'm a hats off to um, the um, logistical people into management at the school system for getting that done every day.
2: Well, I think there's a special place in heaven for our school bus drivers. Yes. That is a job that is challenging. You've got the lives of many children in your hands and it's just really critical. So, I always get appalled when I see somebody going too fast by the school buses or right. not stopping when they're supposed to.
0: Well, that or, is part of the news.
2: Or because my, I'm more important, so I'm hurry. I'm going to cut everybody off. No, you don't do that. You slow down. You take your time. Leave a few minutes earlier. Right. And we do the. Because our children are our most valuable asset in this county, and I really hats off to all of them because you know they're not the highest paid employees in the world either. So they do an amazing job in the rain, in the light snow that we have you name it. And some of the country roads we have are not easy to drive. No,
0: no, and I it and that face, we had had Miss Donna was our bus driver for all of my kids' elementary school years. And we would get together and collect from the whole neighborhood and give her a nice gift each year. The door would open, and that's the first face my kids would see every morning, other than uh, my Mom wife and, and I. That's and, right. And, you know, it, it makes a big difference if there's a smile, if they understand, et cetera.
2: And, <clears throat> and also, hats off to our cafeteria workers. They're another one group yes. that have uh, sometimes a thankless job and they show up every day they provide nutritious foods to our children and they do an amazing job so thank you to everyone in the schools and and our our teachers and our custodians and our teachers and our educators they are amazing and congratulations to all of them for a new school you're starting
0: and three more things
2: three more things three more things three more
0: things when did we start okay we're good um (laughs) first of all rhetorical question. Okay. Why do real estate agents, in their photos, on their for-sale signs, do that pose sideways <laughs> with the arms folded? Is that like to project power or confidence? I think it's or?
2: A, yes, it's supposed to project confidence. You want, you want to list your house with me because I'm very attractive, I'm confident, and you know I'll be able to get the best value and the best return on investment for your well, house. Well,
0: you know what? It annoys me.
2: Well, obviously it does. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now. I don't like it when the photo looks nothing like the person. Yeah. But I'm like that with headshots, too. If. <laughs>